For those of you who listened to the podcast a few weeks ago, you will remember me saying that I was going to put an offer on my Month to Manifest program. Month to Manifest is the easiest manifestation course on the market right now. My intention when creating this course was allow it to be easy, simple, time efficient, like I'm not about things that take me a lot of time or I just won't do them. So this requires at the most five minutes of your time a day to be able to really hone your intentions on a daily basis. And not only that, one of the things we have done is to create a community of like-minded people where we meet once a month on a live and we set our intentions for the month ahead. It is so powerful and you'll get to meet those like-minded people who share in your joy and in your love of manifestations and we all lift each other up. It is so amazing. I love it and I would love you to join. One of the things that I have always wanted to do as well is to make this affordable and not only is it affordable every day but I am also giving you a discount on that right now. All you have to do is DM me the word manifest on Instagram and I will send you the unique discount code. Come and join us. Welcome to the Unbreakable Mindset Podcast, your burst of weekly inspiration to keep your mindset on track to manifest your greatest desires. I am Jude Don't, your host, a world-renowned mindset coach, helping my clients and now you, the listener, to break free of the mental struggle, find contentment, meaning and purpose in your life. Thank you for joining me on episode 26. In today's episode, I want to share with you something that is incredibly important for an unbreakable mindset, but that might be overlooked. It's something that I'm actually going to be covering in my Unbreakable Mindset Academy with the students who are in there this afternoon. And I just thought, you know what, it's so key and so important to our mental health that I couldn't not share it on the podcast. When we feel like we are out of control, when our mindset has started to do things that feel uncomfortable, okay? So where we feel like, you know, a fear of failure or worrying we're not good enough or we worry about the future and, you know, maybe we're ruminating on conversations or worrying about the what ifs, you know, what if this happened? What if that happened? We're in, we're in high anxiety mode, basically. And they're all the the things that your anxiety loves to do. It loves to worry about things that haven't happened. It loves to worry about perceptions. But one thing that anxiety does more than anything is make you feel like you can't cope, okay? When we feel like we can't cope, we start to procrastinate. And we start to procrastinate because we haven't got the bandwidth to think about anything else because our mind is consumed by all of the stuff that I've just said there, the worries and the concerns and the fear and and all of that kind of, you know, things that feed that anxiety. So, so the outcome is, is that you have a lack of motivation, you've got a lack of energy, nothing happens, you feel overwhelmed and you feel out of control. And before I do any work with my clients on a one-to-one basis on their 
confidence, on their limiting beliefs, on anything strategy-based, the one thing that I work on with them is gaining that sense of control back. Because as I say, once we get into that anxiety spiral, we start to lose a grip. We start to lose a grip on everything in our life. Now, it could be that actually you're managing to keep it together at work, but maybe the home lives where you just feel like, you know, you're going to drop all the plates. As I say, one thing that I start to do is start to bring in coping tools. Now, these coping tools are, to some people, really obvious, really basic, But what they do is, it's what I call the, you know, the two greatest traits of highly successful people are their ability to problem solve, but also their ability to stay in control. Now, just like a business, for a business to work, there's got to be processes in place. And this is the same with how you feel about yourself. For you to be able to cope, there has to be systems in place, okay? So if this has landed exactly where it needed to today, and you are feeling like, you are a deer in the headlights, that you are constantly chasing your tail, that the day is dragging you along and you're not in control of it. I want you to pause and take a moment to start really thinking about and use this podcast as a guide, but also use this podcast as a as a wake-up call that there's something that you need to gain back control of because things are feeling out of control. Now, some of these things are really obvious and some you might do already but some may have been completely out of your remit okay like you've never done them before it's not something that you do you're not necessarily an organized person at all but I guarantee you once you start ticking these off and you start putting them in place when you start to feel in control again, amazing things happen. But before I even go on to that, let me go through that list, that beautiful starting point that I work on with my clients. So first of all, it's having a, a, a to-do list. Now, my to-do list is not necessarily the, the, the standard to-do list because I guarantee you there's people that come to me with huge to-do lists and they have more than one to-do lists and they are still overwhelmed, okay? The to-do list that I have is very strategic. It works for me. You know that there's various parts of my to-do list. One, it's written down because anything written down makes you feel in control. There's a there's a power in the pen and paper. I don't believe in having a to-do list that is electrical or on a device. I don't necessarily believe in that. If anything, I feel like it, it pulls me down if I try and do one that that is on there because. I would type shorthand, so therefore when I do eventually come back to the list, I can't even remember what it was that I need to do because I've written it in shorthand. I might have said call Mark. I don't know why I need to call Mark, but it's written down. Whereas if I write stuff down, I write a bit more longhand, so therefore there's a more detail in that list. So having a structured to-do list, I, I won't go into what that looks like, but you've got to make it work for you the reason why sorry the reason why I'm not going to go into it is because it would take us ages and there's a lot more that I want to go through with you so a to-do list is really important but how you use that to-do list is even more important you know making sure that you do the ugly thing on your list first making sure that every week you make a new list because there'll be stuff on there that stays stagnant and you need to kind of get on top of because you know it might not be something crucial but you want to get it done just to get it out of the way and get it off the list 
either a separate one for your personal life or if you're lucky enough that you have room on your work to-do list that you can add stuff in, okay? So things that might be personal that are added onto my list are like, I don't know, maybe Nico's got a little kids party to go to and I need to buy a gift. That will go on my to-do list. Like my daughter at the minute needs a second jab booked in. That is on my list. So there's all those kind of things that, you know, if they were just in my head, it would feel overwhelming and I would struggle to kind of function because there's too much up there. Once they get out of your head and on paper, it's so much easier to just get through it and work through it and not feel like you're overwhelmed, okay? So a to-do list I appreciate is really obvious, but make sure it's working for you is what I would say because, you know, as I say, I went to a, an electronic one and it just didn't work for me. It was just a never-ending list and I would, honest to God, just do the thing on there that I thought was fun or the thing that I thought was quick and easy to get off the list. So as I say, make it work for you. Then second thing, I would always encourage people to have, especially if they've got a busy household or even if they haven't and it's just them on their own, having a meal plan is really important because when you eat better, you feel better. So getting to the end of the day and then having to think about what you're going to eat it can be a little bit overwhelming because at the end of the day you're tired and you've made a lot of decisions through the day so maybe you'll make bad choices if you then have to then think about like Sundays are a bad choice day for me because I do work a long day in the office and there is a beautiful Lebanese place across the road and sometimes it's just easier to eat from there now that's not necessarily a bad food choice because I think it's probably not that unhealthy because it's grilled and Maybe it's the garlic sauce that I lather onto it. <laughs> it's maybe unhealthy, but it's a one that I make as a last minute decision. Whereas at work, on a normal day, I have cereal in the office, so I don't have to think about what I'm going to eat. There's something there, it's relatively healthy. I can eat that function better because I've had something to eat, but I've also made time for it. Now, on a night time, knowing what I'm going to cook for the kids is just a weight lifted. So Sunday night on my meal planner night and it's literally just planning out what we're going to have each night. That gets converted into a shopping list. That shopping list then gets either done on the day after or I put in a, a click and collect order at the local supermarket. Like it's strategic, right? And whether you're thinking, oh my God, that sounds like a lot Like how much better if these things were in place though? If you didn't have to think about that, if this wasn't one other thing you have to think about, it wouldn't then make you feel like, oh my God, this is hard. You've got strategies in place, you've got structure. So meal plans are really important. Having schedules, okay? So schedules for when certain things get done around the house, okay? So this isn't necessarily, isn't really a schedule, but it's more of a consequence. So when the, the washing bag gets full, I start to do two loads of laundry on that day. So I'll, I'll separate the dogs from the white, obviously, and then I'll do two loads of laundry. And then as one load's getting done, the other one's going in the dryer, it gets separated out into what needs ironing, what doesn't need ironing. And then on a Sunday night, 
overnight the ironing gets done. Like there's a process, okay? Like nothing happens most of the time because of a consequence. There's a plan and a process that I'm putting in place to make my life easier, okay? Because if I didn't have those things and I started to feel overwhelmed and out of control, I'd feel like my anxiety was kicking back in and that's not a comfortable place for me. It's really not. So to feel like you're in control is just so good and and I, and again I'm going to come back to why that's really important not just because of the feeling good but other things so like you know making sure bags are packed the night before you know so if my son needs a bag packed for nursery that's already done if my daughter needs you know back when I would have had to sort her stuff she doesn't need me now I'm definitely not packing her bags when she's 15 but previous to that if she needed stuff packing that would have been done the night before like you know I remember when I was a single parent, you know, making sure that her uniform was ready the night before, like in terms of just, it was in a separate part of her wardrobe, all our uniform together. So I'm not at the last minute thinking, oh my God, like where's her top? Where's her skirt? You know, everything was in one area. So that process in the morning, because it was literally, I'd get up early, do my hair and my makeup, and then I'd wake her up and God love her in her sleepy state. I'd be stripping her out of her jammies, putting her in her uniform and driving her to my mum's house, who would then give her a breakfast and take her to school. But even back then and as a single parent there had to be processes in place um, because you know there was less people to do jobs so there was more things that I would do purposefully to get the better outcome so that leaving the house was an easier process okay so like leaving the house now with my son the process that we do which is easier is making sure he's got the iPad in the car with him so that he's not whinging about getting in the car. Like it's just teeny tiny little things to make your life easier. Prioritizing what doesn't work is really key as well. So thinking about times of the week where things aren't necessarily working for you. So I've started to add in exercise to my working week so lots of things had to happen before I could add exercise in I used to work evenings so I'd have clients on an evening like if I've got clients on an evening and I'm working through the day and I'm picking the kids up from school and nursery and cooking their dinners and stuff like that I couldn't prioritize exercise so that's been on the back burner for a while but now that I've managed the business in a certain way that I'm not working evenings like this is a total luxury it's a total luxury to have between 7 p.m and half nine that two and a half hours where I get to do something for me on nights that work for us okay so my daughter has started doing exercise on a night time she started swimming so that feels like that allows me to then have that for me as well so you know we're all working in tandem in our house if I'm exercising one night my husband's exercising the next night and we're kind of doing it where we're taking it in turns but the key part to that is exercise would only work for me if it's a comfortable thing that I can fit in if I'm forcing it in it wouldn't work and I wouldn't enjoy it so if, if you said to me oh well, why don't you you know exercise before work you know I'd I'd hate you for that. Like that's just, I couldn't get out of bed for exercise. So I know that's not going to work for me. But on a night time, I'm much more inclined to do it. And now that we're all doing it in a household as a group, it feels better. It feels like it's more purposeful. Adding in time for you as well 
is a massive coping mechanism, like a, a massive feeling like you're in control again. You know, one last part of the process when I was working with a client for her to feel like she was back in control again was that she could feel like she had time for her. And it was it was almost the last part of the puzzle that we put in place for us to how she was going to get that back. And it wouldn't have always been possible. There was weeks where she couldn't do it if her husband was on nights or away or whatever. But being able to carve that time out when there was time available was super important. Even if that's just an hour a week, that hour a week gives you that energy and that motivation back again. You feel so good for that hour. Now that hour does not have to be exercise. That hour could be going to see your friends. That could be going to get your nails done, having a massage, etc. It's like prioritizing the stuff so you feel like again using that word that you're back in control again, that you are making your working week work for you. Okay. Now we're never going to be able to do all of the things that we're wanting to do because of everything that we have to include in our life. Yeah. Like, like I know this sounds weird, but there's loads of stuff that I want to watch on TV at the minute. And I'm going to have to prioritize that because actually I'm probably only getting uh, maybe 45 minutes of TV time a day. So I have to prioritize what I'm watching. Would I want to do more exercise? Maybe not, but if you did, then that might not be possible. So you'll have to prioritize what you can and then how hard you work in that time that's available to you. So again, it's making it work for you, but that crucial bit is feeling in control. And it's such a huge part of the work that I do with clients, as I say, at the start of the coaching process. And once you do that, Oh my God, the good stuff that comes with that is that once you have that strategy in place, once you have that structure and all those processes, you then can start to lift your head above that coping level. Your head is above that coping level. So do you know what you get to do then? You get to concentrate on other things, okay? It means you are more likely to concentrate on outcomes okay so things that you want to achieve so whether that's at work whether that's in your personal life whether that's side hustles that you're wanting to prioritize once you have and you may have listened to all of this and thought wow like you are completely micromanaging your life or you're too controlling I would absolutely argue with you that that is me making sure that I'm not going to drop any of my plates. And what that allows me to then do is when I'm at work, I don't worry about anything else. Like I am so focused at work. I am unstoppable. I can achieve so much more because of all of that other stuff. I've got a better foundation to build on because of all of that stuff that's in place. So therefore, I don't have to think about that stuff as I say, like it just happens now. Because remember, when we start to put actions in place, they become habits and then that's just how we work. It's just how I roll. It's just what things work for me. So therefore, I am solidly focusing on my goals at work. I achieve way more. And what I don't then do is have time to worry about all of the other things that anxiety breeds on. So I don't worry about failure. I don't worry about what other people think. I'm not worrying about the what ifs because actually I've got control back. And what I'm actually doing is focusing on outcomes, okay? Focusing on solutions. 
Again, remember the traits of highly successful people is that they focus on outcomes and they problem solve their way to the goals that they're trying to achieve. So what I am now is more solution focused. So my outcomes are I'm more motivated, I'm problem solved and I'm organized, I'm seeing progress, I'm in control and more than anything, things happen. So rather than feeling like you are stuck in a cycle of anxiety where nothing changes, I am the opposite of that now. And bearing in mind, I've been there. You know, I'm not saying this from a place of an ivory white tower. I've been there and that doesn't work for me, feeling out of control. So hence why I do have systems and processes in place. So take a moment after this podcast to look at, I mean, you may be someone who's like beautifully organized and you've got wonderful processes in place, but have a look at what's not working. Is the area of your life that you need to improve on? Okay, is there an area of your life that just needs a little tweak? Something where, do you know what, you've kind of just let it go because you're concentrating on other things. Bring it back into the fold. Where does it need prioritizing? What could you do to problem solve? What habits and actions can you put in place? And just look at how powerful that is. As I say, it's a huge part of the starting point that I do with my clients to give them back control. And then we get to do all the beautiful mindset work. We get to do the strategy, the planning towards their goals. And then they start to see and believe what they can achieve and their goals start to manifest. Now, on a completely separate note, I am running an event on the 24th, 25th and 26th of this month. It's a free event. You will sign up to it either through my Instagram or through the link in this podcast episode. And what I'm going to be doing with you in those three day events, I'm going to be going live at half seven. It's probably going to be maybe 45 minutes to an hour each night, depending on questions. And what I'm going to talk to you about in that event is um, one, all of those traits of somebody who has a breakable mindset, what you can do to turn that around, but more importantly, how you can use all this to help other people. So if you are interested in becoming a coach, if you are interested in a career change and you just want to be helping more people because you know that you've been either been able to help yourself or you want to help yourself first, I'm going to tell you all how you can do that in my event, the Unbreakable Mindset event. And at the end, I'm going to tell you how you can transform your life by transforming others and what that looks like and how you could get a spot in my Life Coaching Academy. It's going to be a fantastic event and I can't wait to see everyone there. There are so many people signing up to it already. And as I said, when this comes out, it'll be a week till the event. So please do sign up if you are interested in hearing more about Life Coaching and how it can transform lives and how it could transform your life too if you were to step into the soul aligned business of life coaching thank you very much for listening and as i say all the links for that will be in the show notes have a great week everyone 
Thank you so much for listening to the Unbreakable Mindset podcast with me, your host, Jude Daunt. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do share with others. And it would mean a huge deal to me if you would rate, review, follow and subscribe on your podcast app. This will allow the podcast to keep growing and going to new audiences. And if you want to know all the ways in which you can work with me directly, please visit judontcoaching.co.uk. The links will be in the show notes. Are you the creative type? And you already know lots of cool things Photoshop can do, like create eye-popping images for social and gorgeous graphics for t-shirts and posters. But did you also know it can instantly turn a gray sky into a fiery sunset, change black and white to color in a click, or make anything in your photo magically disappear? Maybe you're wondering, can anyone use Photoshop to take images from ordinary to amazing? Nope, everyone can. Visit Photoshop.com and get started for free.